the house. Thank you to Mr. Benny playing some of the songs from uh, the folks last night on the Country Music Awards that were uh, honored for their work, and that's White Liar. That's an interesting video as well. We're going to shift gears a little bit and uh, talk about something that I'm very passionate about. Uh, Catriona is joining us here today, and Catriona McGregor uh, is joining us here today to talk about what we need to know, what we can do to become catalysts for positive change around the environment, environmental trends in the United States and internationally. This is something that she's been doing for the past 20 years and has supported conservation initiatives, environment education programs, Latin America, Eastern Europe, Asia, and United States, and has been a voice for animals and wild places all her life. And this is something that all of us get to step into, although sometimes we think things are being taken care of, yet when we take a look around, they're not. And so one of the things that we're going to be talking about today and that she talks about in her book is how we can partner with nature. So partnering with nature, the wild path to reconnect connecting with earth and environmental and with earth uh, today is a big conversation. So I'm hoping we're going to get a lot of what I want to talk about in and a lot of what her message is uh, on the show. Uh, Catriona, thank you for joining us here today. What a great, great topic and book. And this is so, so important. L- let me ask you this question. There are so many things I could say about you and we can talk about, but you have a long history of diving into what it seems to be a, the forgotten uh, message in on the planet right now, and that is to save the planet in a lot of different ways. And I want to ask you, on your list of things that most concern you, what seems to be the number one, two, and three item? Well, I would say the thing that concerns me most is our disconnection, our growing disconnection from nature. There was a survey done that uh, Americans only spend an hour a week outside, and we miss out so much uh, by doing that. Not only, uh, obviously, do we fail to learn about the environment and nature so that we can you know, work with the environment in a better way, but it's also very unhealthy for our own lives. Uh, being out in nature has been proven and shown to help us physically, of course, but also emotionally and mentally, and um, we need to get back in touch. Well, you know, I, 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 I can hear the nature right there with you as well. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking to us. They're saying, pay attention. That's uh, right. Well, one of the things that I, you know, a couple of things I want to talk to you about. It seems like there have been so many people that uh, got engaged with the movie Avatar. And, of course, that's one of the things I think you talk about. Um, but the question then becomes, what did they get engaged with? Did they get engaged with the idea of 3D? Did they get engaged with the emotional parts of the movie? What do you think people walked away uh, with from that movie? What do you think they did? did they, do you think they believed that the planet of Pandora was not reachable. What's your take on it? Well, my my take on it was a huge hit. And of course, they did really take it to another level with their technology and the, the 3D. So I think that was a big hit with people. But I think the underlying message of the film was so strong about our connection, innate connection to nature and what life could be like if we could be that connect, connected to trees and other living things. And people are longing for that. You know, people need that uh, greater meaning in their lives. And sometimes we can't find that meaning by meaning by turning on the TV set or playing Nintendo or, um, you know, hang, hanging out in the house or sitting in cars. 
And getting out in nature is just a sublime way to find that greater meaning. And I cover some practices in the books that people can do to help them find that, that reconnection in their own lives. And we're actually going to give a copy of the book away today uh, with to, to one of you out there. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and do this. Uh, for those of you that or one of you that would love to get a copy of the book, Partnering with Nature, The Wild Path to Reconnecting, uh, if you would, you could give us a call, and we would love to give you a book, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. Catriona, let me ask you a couple different questions. Um, this is something that's passionate it to you and we're coming up what is it the 40th anniversary of earth day are there special messages that we need to get around this around earth day this year this is really a critical year in so many ways um we have some incredibly pressing environmental problems and i'm not going to go on about those because people have heard about that quite quite a bit and um this is really the year and the the decade that that we can really move on addressing those things what I find really encouraging, though, for the 40th anniversary and very promising is that so many people are waking up to how important the environment is and how important nature is in their own lives. And um, this is so much bigger than a political movement because when people change their minds and see themselves in a different way and see themselves in a different way in relationship to other living things, a tree is wonderful, of course, to help build our homes. But a tree has value in and of itself. Trees do remarkable things. I refer to them as master alchemists yeah. in my book. Yeah, yeah. And you also talk about the Mayan calendar, and I wanted to, I wanted you to address it. It was really interesting to find that in the book as well. You know, you talk about the Mayan calendar, and you have a perspective on it that has to do with nature. Do you want to t- talk about that for a minute? Sure. Well, nature, as we look outside um, and see natural processes, you know, everything has a cycle, of course, the, yeah. the cycle of the earth around, around, and, um, you know, the day going into the night, and it's always a cyclical rhythm. And, of course, we tend to live in more linear time, you know, going from an end to the beginning. And so when people look at the Mayan calendar and they see it ending in, in 2012, they think, oh, my God, that's the end of the, the earth. It's not the end of the earth. It's the beginning of a brand-new cycle. And what I was saying before about this greater growing awareness in our country and around the world, I think that's part of this new cycle. I think that we will become better at partnering with nature and understanding our innate connection um, to nature and living um, with an awareness of the different cycles of the season around us. So when we take a look at our lives and we take a look at what's being done in terms of uh, of nature and the universe, I mean, it seems like we had the, this enormous push based on Al Gore's movie. And certainly it gave birth to some of the most incredible innovations. As a matter of fact, you know, um, we're involved with one of those innovations from a company called Airquad USA, where they've produced units of every size to produce water out of air, purified just amazing water, even mobile units that are, are getting ready to go to Haiti. And so it seems like we've come a long way with people kind of getting on the team. But then again, then we hear something like, okay, we're going to do look at coal again for energy. And so I'm confused. Can you help me? Well, I'm so glad you talked about that and are a supporter of that wonderful new innovation. And I do cover what I call biomimicry in the book, Partnering with Nature. I talk about the living machine, for example, 
And um, there's just so much promise in that. It's really spectacular. And, you know, it's really inane when you think about it that here, the human race, where do we go to get our energy? We dig into the earth and we go through this very involved process to create energy when every living thing around us gets its energy from the sun. Oh. And one of the major stumbling blocks to solar was that uh, we didn't know how to store the energy properly in the solar uh, cells. So, of course, that was making it much more expensive and not as effective. Well, an MIT scientist, by looking at plants and looking at how plants absorb and actually store energy from the sun, he's replicated that just six months ago. So if we can get this out into that technology, we will meet every energy need that we have in this country. So it's really a spectacular time. We just need to get behind these kinds of energies and let go of coal and some of what I call the dinosaur technologies. We have to stop subsidizing them the way that we do. Um, and we start need to we mm-hmm. need to start heading in this new direction. There's so many things right now, and you know there are entrepreneurs and people trying to really make this work. I mean, I just told you about a technology in a in a in, in a gentleman who created the Angel Water Foundation, so that these units can be sent to places across the globe, and yet. It's hard to find the kind of funding to make sure a company like this survives. Yet you know, and you spent time in Costa Rica, and so you know Costa Rica is on its way to becoming, get it, carbon neutral. Can you explain that to our listeners? And then why is, why, how can a, how can a country like Costa Rica do that and we can't? Can you, can you help us with that? Sure. And I mean, a lot of people say, oh, well, Costa Rica is so different, et cetera, et cetera. And there absolutely are differences. And I understand that. And they get a lot of their money from tourism. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what they're doing there is they, of course, already have really wonderful forest base. Uh, But they're really going forward and planting trees. They're planting thousands and thousands of trees. And people tend to forget, my God, you know, we can combat global warming. Uh, trees are, are one of our best uh, people, <laughs> best beings on the front line. They, they absorb uh, carbon dioxide. They give out uh, oxygen. And so um, this country has embraced that philosophy. They're planting trees, and now they're, they're going to be carbon neutral. So, and this can be done in many, many different places. And there are other countries that are taking on similar, very innovative things. Um, that we can learn from. Do you think there's going to be funding in this country for green, not only green technology, but green businesses? And I don't mean the mega businesses. I mean the entrepreneurs that really can make a difference at the local grassroots level. It, there has to be. And, you know, one of the things, too, I think Americans are, are pretty uh, drawn out from sub- subsidizing the banks. And I think they'd be pretty shocked if they knew how much their, their tax dollars were also subsidizing industries that no longer work, you know, like coal and, and oil, the huge millions, millions of dollars that, that we put in to subsidize these old industries. And, you know, it's time now for us to turn our attention to say, hey, let's get this incredible new invention that's going to make solar really, really work for us. Let's get this out into the marketplace. That's going to take money. Um, and we, we just need to start heading in that direction and telling the politicians and uh, the people who decide where our money goes, where we would prefer to have those monies. Wow. Uh, absolutely. What a great, this is, uh, folks, all of you will, will just be amazed at the book. Uh, Catriona will be joining us right back after break, and we're going to talk about how we go beyond traditional environmentalism. How do we, how can we overcome health issues associated with this disconnection of na- to nature? And what can we learn from this? And by the way, have you ever taken a vision quest? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat show. They ever found you well. 
Do your emotions stop you from experiencing lasting prosperity and joy? Learn to rise above your emotional ceiling with expert guidance from certified life coach Sharon Roy. Sharon's techniques have helped clients worldwide to succeed happily, and now she wants to share this gift with you. For a limited time, Sharon is offering a free 45-minute emotional breakthrough session that could change your life. Call 401-588-1799. That's 401-588-1799. Or visit SucceedHappily.com to claim your free session. That's SucceedHappily.com. Bella Spark Productions is proud to announce the third annual Extraordinary People Lecture Series in Seattle. Join us for three extraordinary men and one amazing lady. Presenting Shirley MacLaine in a rare public appearance. Plus, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Reverend Carlton Pearson, and Robert Holden. Go to bellaspark.com for dates and information. Don't miss this opportunity to be inspired. Visit bellaspark.com. Do you want to prosper by using good timing to work in harmony with the universe? Each year, show host Madeline Gerwick provides a new good timing guide so you can know the best times for all your important activities. To order the new 2011 good timing guide, just go to askmadeline.com. That's A-S-K-M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E.com. And click on the Polaris store or call 877-524-8300. To get your 2011 Good Timing Guide today. Remember, for our dogs and cats to live long and happy lives, just like people, they are what they eat. Wellness carefully selects wholesome ingredients to create food you can trust to provide the foundation of your pet's well-being. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose in every recipe they make. You can trust the quality of all ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. Visit wellnesspetfood.com to find a pet specialty retailer near you. Wellness Natural Food for Pets. This is where true wellness begins. Are you tired of being overweight and nothing you try can get you to lose the weight and keep it off? What if there was a way to lose the weight that didn't involve dieting, buying other people's food, counting points, or having risky surgery? I'm Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis to share some successes from people just like you. Janine Crosby lost 89 pounds in 10 months. Brenda Eckel lost 75 pounds and went from a size 22 to a size 8. She is completely free from her insulin for diabetes. Becky Miller lost 65 pounds and went from a size 18 to a 6. Bill Birdsong lost 105 pounds and a total of 14 inches off his waist. His pant size went from a 50 to a 36. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888-311-7157 to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888-311-7157. everybody welcome back welcome back to the dr pat show this is talk radio to thrive by and 
let's give Taylor Swift a little nod. You know, I know that she was sitting there cheering for everybody else last night, but she certainly has demonstrated what it's like to be creative, to believe in the power of something greater than oneself. So does my very special guest today, and I want to make sure all of you know who she is and how to find out more. Uh, Catriona McGregor is joining us here today. Her book is Partnering with Nature, The Wild Path to Reconnecting with Earth. And we're just touching on a few of the things that uh, that she covers. But more importantly, it's really a way for all of us to make sure we do stay connected. One of the things you can do is go to the website, of course, that we have, which is naturalpathfinder.com, naturalpathfinder.com, and you will get lots of information. And also you can order the book as well. Uh, Katriana, thank you for joining us here today. I, I want to kind of bring this uh, to, you know, kind of full circle around the connection we have, uh, our health has to the environment and to nature. And Vision Quest is something I, I so believe in, and there are many degrees of it. As a matter of fact, my first Vision Quest was in 1997, and then I began to get involved in the early 2000s with uh, youth as part of a coming-of-age program that Monica Sicard had put together. Um, and it's kind of, it's life-changing. And I wanted you to talk about this, this connection of healing the earth and who we are. Absolutely. And, you know, the Vision Quest is something that I say to people, you should do at least once in your life because it really can change, change your life dramatically. Yeah. And, you know, for centuries, people have embarked on rites of passage in nature to gain awareness of, you know, sacred realms and even just greater self-knowledge. And nowadays, even just to get some peace, you know, from the ringing phones and, and daily schedules. And these kind of journeys into nature, they can, you know, as in your experience, can provide, you know, greater life direction and harmony. And um, in many ways, Jung referred to them as archetypal passages or quests. And these uh, nature quests are powerful acts, and they can actually change a person's life profoundly. And that's why quests and pilgrimages and walkabouts are so often the center of myths and stories around the world, you know, that we've heard of the hero's quest as a central theme. And, um, you know, we miss this in our lives. We, we often get overwhelmed with busyness and information. And, of course, we need to connect to our authentic center and learn uh, why we're here. Why are we here and what are we here to do in our own lives? And the quest is one really wonderful way to get in touch with that. So one of the things that I've always been struck by and never really knew how to understand or explain is the healing power of nature. And some people have metaphorically looked at the earth and humanized it in so many ways, especially when we think about, you know, what we've done to it, what's happening with it. And how the earth and and the things on the earth really do take care of us. You have been involved in so many things. And so how can we take more responsibility for this? Because it seems like we had a really good grassroots movement and then the economy hit. And so priorities have shifted. Well, I think that's true. I think the... Um that people's priorities have shifted, but I think actually this could be a good time for nature and the environment in, in some ways as well, because, you know, people look at, during these times, they look at things that um, are simpler, but also things that will, will bring greater greater meaning into their life. And, you know, when we look at the uh, economy and economic issues, 
I cover the living machine in the book, and here is a um, living machine, so that means that it's um, working with uh, natural things like plants and sunlight and, um, you know, no moving parts except living living beings, uh, moving parts. And um, here they are performing the exact same function as a very expensive wastewater treatment plant down, um, I don't know if anyone has been to Florida, to the Audubon Sanctuary there. They can see it there. And it was much less expensive to put in. It's much less expensive to maintain, and it takes filthy, dirty wastewater and turns it into clean, potable water, and it's just plants and nature and sunlight. Um, so once we start looking at um, economic, more economic and sustainable ways of doing things, um, our purse, our pocketbooks are going to feel better, and, um, you know, as well as our health, too. One of the things also that, you know, has come up in you reviewing your book and you reminding me of how important this upcoming Earth Day is, is the fact that we have so much that we have learned and could learn from indigenous people. And I wanted to ask you what you've discovered along the way. You, you know, what are the what are the values, the virtues and the lessons that indigenous folks uh, can teach us? Well, I think what they can teach us, and, um, you know, many peoples around the globe have been listening to the earth and learning from the earth and living closely and watching the movements of the animals. When I was working up in Alaska, um, a Native American told me that they knew it was time to fish for the salmon when the yellow flower opened on the field because it was the same color as the eye of the salmon. It was a sign, and everything is, was linked together in this dance, this rhythm of nature. And so gaining these kinds of awarenesses by listening to nature, and that's why the title of the book is Partnering with Nature, because we contemplating that we could actually learn how to live, how to live better um, by listening to the animals and the plants and our brothers and sisters who have been here for many thousands of years before us. And so I think that's what we can learn from them. I don't think that we will go back and live the way they did. I think with our new technology, we've gained a lot, of course, and we're moving forward. But I think we've gone too far. I think the needle's gone too far to us thinking we can solve everything through technology and with our own hands, and that's not the case. Well, you know, you have certainly been looking at this up, up close and personal for a long time. I've got to ask you, are you hopeful? I'm very hopeful, and I even have, um, in, in the book, I have a section at the end about what I call drawing song lines into the future. I think our intent and our outlook is really, really important at this time, and um, many people are very aware of doing affirmations for themselves and, you know, having a positive outlook, and this is something that's not new age. It's something that even our grand grandmom and granddad would tell us to, you know, put your best foot forward. Um, and I think we can do the same for the earth and for nature and um, hold the best intentions that things will work out for us. I, I do have a story in there that I called uh, the story of redemp- redemption um, that I bring forward that's an ancient teaching sto- story. And I think that story of, of redemption has a lot of meaning for our times. I think we have become monstrous in how we overconsume things and have damaged things. But I think we can make things better, and I think that we're heading in that direction. Um, now we're more awake and aware, and uh, so I'm very hopeful. 
Well, thank you for joining us on the show today. Uh, thank you so much for writing the book. And thank you for all the work that you've been doing in the work to come. Can you just tell us one thing that our listeners, all of us might do to create a positive change today? Well, I think today, you know, uh, if you can get out and walk even for 20 or 30 minutes out, to, out of doors, uh, maybe in the morning before you go to work or, you know, eat your lunch outside um, or c- when you come home in the evening, instead of turning on the, the TV, go out and have a walk or turn off that TV, go out and look out up the, the stars tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Please give out your website one more, one more time. It's www.naturalpathfinder.com. Wow. Thank you so much. The book is fabulous. What Your work is fabulous. And we will continue to support it on the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. It, it's been a joy. It's been great. And we're going to we're going to hope she comes back. But for those of you out there now are wondering, some of the things we've talked about are so easy to do. And yet we get away from them because of our schedule, because of whatever that is. Remember that we could sit outside. As a matter of fact, I did that yesterday for the first time in a really long time. And I'll tell you, my soul felt better. My my life felt better. And nature is all around us. And it feels great. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. And I can be seen.